right, I am back with another episode of the Tayshawn's Muscles podcast. This is the second one that we've done in the last week. And we received such good feedback on the last one that Trev and I did, the preview of the 2019-20 season, that we had to get you guys some more content. So thank you so much for sharing, for liking, for all of the five-star reviews. And today we are going to be talking about fantasy basketball, fantasy basketball primer for this upcoming season. Kind of a new topic, never really been discussed on the Tayshawn's Muscles podcast, but I have a new guest that I'm really excited about. More on that in a little bit. But first, as always, we are sponsored by Pick up the classic game to 21. So let's say that you are currently sustaining an injury like your knee hurts like Zion Williamson or you have a mysterious hamstring thing going on like Victor Oladipo and you don't have time to go outside and play and play basketball. Did you know that you can play basketball in the comforts of your own home, sitting at your kitchen table with the game on in the background? That is all made possible through Pickup. It is a board game version of the classic street ball game to 21, sweeping the nation, attracting both youth and adults alike. And today, with the promo code the Dwight, that is T-H-E-W or D-W-I-G-H-T, you can get pickup for only $27.99, normally priced at $29.99. So you can have that in your home for only $27.99. All right, so now it's time to introduce our guest. We have with us in studio, Steven, first time on the Tayshawn's Muscles podcast. How's it going, Steven? Hey, Dan, really excited. This is my first podcast ever. And I brought you on today specifically because you had a draft recently. When when was the draft that you had? The draft was last night. It was a work league. Oh, a work league. Is it looking to be a competitive league or more of a recreational? Like, what are the logistics of this league? Well, there, there's $20 on the line from every member from, of the league. And winner take all? Uh, winner take 120, second place 60, third place 20. So it's somewhat competitive. Yeah. Is this a recurring league? Were you in this league last year? I was in the league last year. Uh, last year, there was not money on the line and several people dropped out. So this year, the idea is put money on the line and keep people playing. Mm, that, that makes sense. That's a good way to keep people invested. All right. So what is it that keeps bringing you back to the fantasy arena? Because I've, I've heard a lot of haters come out of the woodwork recently saying that it's just for nerds. Um, well, obviously, you just kind of described yourself as a nerd, so that that criticism might, might not apply to you. But what what is so fun about fantasy to you? I think it's fun assembling your team, and then it gives you something else to do while you're watching the game. So I can watch a random like uh, Hornets-Pistons game or something and actually care about how the, how the game is going, what the players are doing. Did you draft anyone? Well, we're going to get into your draft in a little bit. Did you draft anyone from the Hornets and Pistons? Um, you know, let me act. Yes, I do have a Pistons. Me- I'm not okay. Gonna, okay. So we're, we're going to Hornets. Yeah. So I'm not going to tell you who they okay, are. Okay. We're going to go through round by round. I'm going to give some feedback on Steven's picks. And actually we might be previewing a little bit. We have a draft that we're in together. So Steven's going to be in two leagues. Are you in any other ones? No, just the two, but, uh, yeah. but two's a lot. Okay. So this league that you're in, tell us what is the scoring of the league? What is, what are the settings? Yeah. So it's a points league. Last year we did a category league and, uh, some of the players, it was a little too complicated for us this year we just dumbed it down and just did points so head-to-head points um it's pretty basic your, your standard uh probably categories with points right do you want to go through all of the the numbers there yeah we yeah we can go through the categories okay Those. so field goal made one point field goal attempted minus one point free throw made one point free throw attempted minus one point and then three pointers made one point rebounds one assists one steals two uh turnovers minus one all right. <laughs> Is that it? Well, 
So before we go into your team round by round, and we'll talk more about the scoring and which players might be more productive in this type of scoring system, uh, do you have a team name? So I forgot. I my, my page went away. So steals are two, blocks are two, and then points are one. So the idea is if you take a lot of shots and you miss the shots, then you're being penalized for taking shots, but then you get points back for actually scoring the points. Anyway, I, I think it comes out to be somewhat fair. So a points league in basketball, it works. Fantasy football is by far the most popular fantasy sport. And that is a points league, basically. Like it doesn't matter if you're a running back, quarterback, kicker, all of your productivity kind of rolls together in the same points category. And then you just have one number to compare to your opponent at the end. Basketball, the more popular form is by categories. But Steven is doing kind of the simplified version with his work league, where it's all just rolls together in one final amount of points. Correct. And that, um, Okay, so what is your, what's your team name? My team name is La Verticals. And what is the uh, derivation of that? Well, it's obviously a, a Karis LeVert thing. Okay. A little, little pun there because vertical would obviously be a thing you want to have in basketball. And then that's his name. And it's kind of French too. It's like Le, Le Vertical. I don't know. And is this the best team name that you have ever had in your estimation? Uh, yeah. Well, I, I can't really think back to other team names right now. Yeah. Okay. Can I tell you what my team name is going to be? Yeah. I want to hear it. It's going to be Arson Edwards. Okay. For the Celtics sure. flamethrower that has already established himself in the preseason, Carson Edwards. Yeah. Did you come up with that yourself or just find that on Reddit? I did not come up with that by myself, nor did I find it on Reddit. I heard it just word of mouth. And the one of the exciting things about fantasy basketball is thinking of these punny names. Should we... I, I looked up a few of the popular ones for this season, and I just kind of want to know what you think going in. I think it's good that both of us have team names that are tied to players that we're attached to in general that we're going to be tell, supporting and watching. I can tell watching. you my team name for the other league, too. What is it? It is Karis Wheels. Okay. Also a Karis LeVert name. I don't get it. Is that a pun? Yeah, like Ferris Wheels. Karis Wheels. Karis Wheels. Okay. Have you been on a Ferris Wheel before? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I have. Okay, so what do you think about Deadman Walking? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, shout yeah. out shout out Dwayne Dedman, New Sacramento King Center. What do you think about I like Pertles? I like that one. It's ranked nineteenth on this list that I have. Mm, I'm I'm okay with that one. That's a tribute to the former um viral video of the kid giving the interview where he said I like turtles. I like Oh, not familiar. Okay, Ice Tray. Shout out Trey Young. Ice Tray. Yeah. In, in your freezer. Oh, that's, Very relatable. That's right. he, he likes that nickname, right? I don't know. I, I think I, well, no. I think he said he likes that nickname. All right, local jazz fans could enjoy this one. Jingles bells. Yeah, well, I've, that's I've been that around one. for a while. Yeah, it's I, been around for a while. Okay. Clam Crowder, Clam Crowder. That one would sure. have been better when he played for Boston um, for the for the Clam Chowder, kind of the the local special there. The real deal, Beal. Yeah, a little long for me. Harden in the paint. I don't. Yeah, I don't like that one at all. No, no. I would rather do a like a Pokemon pun, like Harden, like Metapod, Ibaka <laughs> Flock of Flame. I think there's been a lot of Ibaka. Like that, that's yeah, a, that's I've, a I've really that. easy. I've seen that yeah. over the year. Uh, th- so this one's for a rookie that lots of people are high on in fantasy. He might come up in our discussion. Hero Ball. There's, uh, a, there's a player. It's a really good basketball name. His name's yeah, Tyler yeah, yeah. Hero. It's just spelled with two R's. I know you don't like him, though. I don't like him, so I wouldn't have it. Um, Grin and Barrett. I like that one for RJ Great. Barrett. Mm, okay. Kind of referencing the, the hate huh. towards RJ Barrett a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Girl, you know it's Drew. Girl, you know it's Drew. That's a like, song apparently by Millie Vanilli. Not familiar with the song. So if you choose that one, you might be dating yourself a little bit. It kind of rolls off the tongue. Even without the song reference, I kind of like it. Girl, you know it's Drew. Home Depot. I love this one. Oladipo, his name gets shortened a lot to, to just Depot. And a couple more. Green Curry. And 
Obviously, that's a Steph reference. Uh, with Kevin Durant gone and Clay Thompson out for the year, the Golden State Warriors are going to be cooking up a lot of green curry, aka, oh, duh, it's hmm. Draymond Green and Steph Curry. Okay. Green curry. Green curry is probably, yeah, I don't know if that's my favorite type of curry. And yeah, last but not least, Mo Bama number five. Mm. Uh, okay, so if you are embarking on your fantasy season and are not set on your name, I would suggest identifying a player that you like. And pretty much with any name, you can think of a pun, right? If you, if you put enough time into it. So how do you feel about the requirement of choosing a name before the draft versus after the draft based off the players you, you, you've drafted choosing a name? Do you need to well, come up with a name before and then well, who you're said, kind of like held to trying to get that player? Well, who said that's a requirement? Well, is it? No, I have, I've seen plenty of leagues where people don't don't establish their final team name until mm-hmm. they see who's on the roster. I feel like and then they pick someone that's on the roster. It's not like a bandwagon thing because I picked my Karis name way before the draft. And should you reveal right now, do you have Karis on your team? I do not. Oh. Not, not on this league. Disappointment. Also, this is the debut of our Tayshaun's Muscle soundboard that you'll be hearing periodically through the podcast. Uh, okay, so should we just jump into... Yeah, let's jump into how your draft went. Was it an auction draft or a snake draft? Just a snake draft. Okay. And did you have any players going in um, that you knew flat out, not even if they dropped to the very last pick in the draft, under no circumstances would you be drafting them? Yeah, there were some. Yeah. And I know that I have some personally, like historically, I've never, ever drafted Dwayne Wade. I don't. Mm. I, I started liking him more as he went into the as he uh, went into the sunset of his career. But earlier on, when he was like a top 10 draft pick, I wouldn't even consider him. I would just go right over his name. So who were the guys going in that you knew you weren't going to draft? So I knew I wasn't going to take Westbrook. No way. And is that just uh, you don't like his style of play or clashes rivalries with uh, the Nets? Well, he can't he can't shoot, right? He would be terrible in this league because he's so inefficient. Oh, so that's just actual you want to win the league. I'm talking about personal distaste. Oh, yeah. Mm, I, I think I could get over most personal distaste. There's there's no players that I dislike that much. Okay. So let's go to your... What, so was it an auction draft or a snake draft? It was a snake. You yeah. said it. Okay. Yeah, I had the first uh, pick. So just so that I can get this opinion out there, I think that snake drafts are totally novice and they don't require nearly as much strategy. But I realize that for beginner players, they're, they're a good solution. I love auction drafts where you have a shot at getting whatever player you want, and it doesn't just happen when your, your order comes up. Yeah, I agree. The, the snake draft is tough, especially. So I went first. So that means that I picked first and then I didn't pick again until pick like 20. And then I had two in a row. And two in a row is brutal because then your next pick isn't for another, you know, 20 picks. So it's impossible to to watch players that you want because it's so far away. Yeah. And you end up becoming quite a bit more detached during the draft, especially if you're in your situation, because you probably had to wait, what, like 10 minutes in between every set of picks? Yeah. Not so more. I, was, I was just eating some pizza and kind of watching what was going on. Yeah. Yeah, whereas with the auction draft, you're on the edge of your seat the entire time because any at any moment a player that you really want could be nominated and you might have to bid on them. Yeah, the, the advantage, it's, it's the advantage more of the, the auction draft is it takes so long though. The snake draft, this snake draft took under an hour. Uh huh. And if you know that people aren't going to be there, the auto drafting work, works much more intuitively. I feel like with the snake draft, 
because you already have your pre-rankings in there. So you know that you're going to be getting similar tiers of players like at the correct times. Right. Did you even explain to the listeners how the auction draft works? Is that we just assume they know? Yeah, we just assume they know or they can Google it. All right. So you had the first pick and lots of people are there's kind of from what I've heard in the analysis, there's five guys at the top and then there's a drop off behind that. So you have Anthony Davis, Steph Curry, Giannis, James Harden, Carl Anthony Towns. Those are the five that I've heard. Some people lump Jokic into there and they say, as long as you're picking one of these five, maybe six guys, you're good to go. So who out of those did you pick? I picked Giannis. It was a no-brainer for number one. Okay. And in a standard league, that sounds mean that I that I agree with Steven's pick. In regular scoring leagues, I might be against this because Giannis does hurt your free throw percentage so much for a, a top guy. But mm-hmm. in your league, and he doesn't contribute as much to three-pointers. What is it? He shoots like 70 from the line? Yeah, at a really high volume. Mm, right. So so that's what that's what kind of hurts your free throw percentage. Because the Celtics are always fouling him, right? But in this... I, where I've seen that a lot. Well, every team is always fouling him. This year, we're going to be fouling him like crazy, though. Um, he, he figured out Ojale somehow. So in this league, though, I, I do like Giannis. Was it a hard decision for you? No, no. It took like 30 seconds. Thought okay. bounced a few around. And then, yeah, th- this league, especially with the efficiency, Giannis is going to be great. Okay. So were there any surprise picks in the first round after you went? Or did it kind of go in the order I was talking about? Uh, there. Were, so the big surprise was Gobert going five. <laughs> Yeah, there was a guy in the league who just wanted like every jazz player and then yeah. every University of Utah player. Uh-huh. So this was him. He moved up to Gobert at five. Okay. I could see Gobert being fair. No, no, I can't. I, I can't justify that pick no, in, no. in the points league. No. So yeah, I mean, and that's the thing about fantasy. If you're all about just getting the players that you want and the players that you're going to be watching on a nightly basis and you can support, then... I mean, that, if that's your cup of tea, then by all means, go for it. Were, were there any other surprise picks? In round one, uh, LeBron fell to nine. That was a little surprising. He got taken by... So we had... There's 10 people in the league. One was uh-huh. auto-drafting. Okay. And he fell all the way to nine, and then the auto-drafter got him. Okay. What was the team name? Just out of curiosity, the guy that took Gobert, what was his team name? His team name is SLC Eurosteppers. Oh. Mm. Yeah. It's kind of a meh name. No, no pun there, yeah. Okay, second round. So in the snake draft, if you pick first in the first round, then you have to pick last in the second round, which we were referencing earlier and how long Steven had to wait. Um, how did the second round go for you? Second round was fine. So I had the last pick. So this was pick number 20. And and just so the listeners know, there, there's 10 teams in the league, right? Yeah. So, so your team's going to be stacked. Yeah. Well, all the teams are going to look good at the end, right? You look yeah. at a team and yeah. Yeah. There's lots of good players on the waiver wire still. So I took John Collins 20. Mm, just fire really? John Collins pick. Well, it's all about looking at the board, right? So actually, okay, I might I might be going I'm, back on that. So I'm kind of looking ahead <laughs> at who's coming up, uh-huh. and I mean, in in front of him, players I could have taken, players like Kawhi, Zion, Aldridge, Kyrie, uh, Doncic, Luke, uh, Jimmy Butler. None of these guys really seem like they'd be better. Yeah, and in in your scoring, I think John Collins is going to be good. The reason why I hit the but I might have hit it prematurely, honestly. I mean, I might change it to a because he has been terrible in the preseason. He's shooting like thirty percent in the preseason, but I think he's just kind of trying to spread mm. his wings and expand his game a little bit. He's a player that is even though he's only going into his third year, he's pretty established. And the second half of last season, he was a top twenty fantasy player, and the trajectory is just going up. So yeah, John Collins was a good pick right there. Any other? Any controversial picks? Wait. So so Westbrook won 11, and I I mean, I already said I wasn't going to take him, so I was fine to see him, him come Whoa, up the Whoa, Julius Randle went 8, meaning 18th overall? 18, uh, yeah, 18 overall, uh-huh. 
that one that's <laughs> that's just that's not a good pick yeah there were several that's reaches not, mitchell went six, a, mitchell went 16 to the the utah guy uh, yeah that, that's not the worst that's not the worst in, in this right. swing. It looks like there's a couple of names I'm thinking of that have dropped significantly, though. So just um, so the listeners know, so so do you want to tell them, we're looking at a, a big board type thing mm-hmm. of the draft results, so bo- both Dan and I are saying, this is Dan's first look at the draft, and obviously I've been thinking about it a little yeah, bit. Th- yeah, this is totally new for me. So I'm looking at your round three right now. Yeah, so round three, so this is right after John Collins, right? Yeah. So my next pick was Aiden. Okay, okay. I'm going to give it, yeah, I'll... Is there a sound like, in between the the no and the yes or just like a meh? Right. Uh, how about Is we that do? Come out? Okay, we'll see if that comes out. Okay, so Aiden, you are an you are an orphan Suns fan. Yeah, that's you right. Were, so, so I'm from Arizona. grew up grew up loving the Suns, but they're so bad. How do you cheer for a bad team? Well, you just do. Lots of people do it year after year. You're, it's not like you're a Browns fan. Like the Suns were good sure. a decade ago. Yeah, a decade ago. I'm uh-huh. I'm not that old, you know? Okay. Yeah, all right. Um so but it it didn't prevent you from taking Aiden. I actually I really like this pick with your scoring because the efficiency is going to be so good and yeah. the, the counting stats are going to be there. He doesn't have anybody competing for his minutes. Yeah, so yeah, and that's the thing with this, with this league, the centers and power forwards were just they were always recommended to be the next player to 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 take. Yeah, and I like I feel like Aiton with with uh Sharich getting the bulk of the time next to him and Frank Kaminsky too. How do you Well, I guess that if you're not a real Suns fan, you're not going to have a, a real take on Frank Kaminsky, but it's looking like they're going to be splitting time. Hey, I don't fourth. I don't I don't like Frank Kaminsky. So you like Sharich a lot more than Frank Kaminsky. Yeah. Cuz all the word out of their camp is that they're going to be splitting time. But either either one is fine for Aiton because they're both reputed to be three-point shooters. Even though neither one, or Kaminsky has actually sure. shot the ball really well, but Sharich has been a, a train wreck in preseason. All right. So looking through the rest of your third round, can I just say what else sticks out to me? Yeah. Well, Zion, I'm a little bit concerned after the after the knee injury so announcement. He was, so he was taking 23. So two picks after me. Yeah. And I feel like two games into the preseason, everyone jumped right back in. And I heard a lot of, on fantasy podcasts, I heard a few like top 10 predictions but if the knee is already sore after a couple of preseason games, there's no telling what his 280-pound frame is going to cause him to little little dinks here and there. He might be missing a few games. Sure. Well, that's always been the concern with him, right? Mm-hmm. And that's a big part of fantasy is um, one of the best abilities in fantasy is availability. If a player is not going to be sitting out for rest purposes or is injury prone, um, mm-hmm. it causes them to slip a lot. So looking at the rest of this, nothing else really surprises me. I feel like Devin Booker fell pretty far. Devin Booker fell to pick 30. Sure. And on my projections, I have him at number 15. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why he fell so far. Uh, especially maybe Jazz fans just don't like him because of the Devin Booker uh, comparisons with Mitchell, right? Mm-hmm. So, and, and there's a lot of Jazz fans in the league. Yeah, I think Kyrie Irving also went pick 25. I think that's way too low. And that's me speaking objectively because I am not a big Kyrie Irving so fan Kyrie, as a person. Kyrie is a player that you would never take at this point. No, because I try to win my fantasy leagues and picking Kyrie Irving at pick 25 is really good value because as a guard, he's not going to hurt your efficiency that much in this league. He always shoots high high 40s in from the field and you're not going to get better efficiency from a guard position. So I, I have no problems with that. Also, Kawhi Leonard fell to pick 31, which is outrageous. Yeah. How did I, yeah, how did I not see that before? I'm hitting us up with this. 
So what are you doing, Stevens? Work fantasy league. So I took Aiden the pick before Kawhi. So do you think I should have taken Kawhi instead of Aiden? Yes. Yes. No doubt. I think the concern with Kawhi is that he might not play as much. Right. That's what you just said. One of the best. One of the best parts of fantasy is being able to play. He might not play. No, well, he's. He, they said he. They might send him out on some like long road trips or long back to backs, but it's not going to be nearly what it was last year. He's gunning for like two years removed from his injury now. I think he's going to be gunning for first team All NBA for MVP consideration, and he's going to have to play, especially early in the season. The Clippers can't afford to fall in too big of a hole with Paul George without out. Paul, yeah, without Paul George. Mm. So I don't think that's as big of a concern. In most, let's face it, most stars these days they set out the occasional game. Unless you're a young guy that has absolutely no injury concerns. Yeah. So the guy that took Kawhi after me, mm-hmm. his team is good. Who else does he have so far? So, so far he, well, he took Davis second. Uh-huh. I mean, second pick, you're not going to go too bad. And then he took Vucevic in his second round. Yeah. In this, right before in this me. league, that seems really good. I really wanted Vucevic. I was mad when he came off the board right before Collins. I would have taken him instead. Okay. So your team so far, we're looking at Aiton. We're looking at John Collins and Giannis. Okay. Right. So pretty front court heavy. Yeah. You, you, that's yeah, that's going to be that's gonna be a thing. <laughs> well, you have to fill out the guard spots on your roster yeah. sometime. Well, yeah. That, did that, you was get a, a guard that was a problem. Did you get a guard in round four? I did not get a guard in round four. Who did you get in round four? Round four. So this is pick number 40, end of round four. I took Blake Griffin. Okay. What is... I got to interrupt you right now. What is... Oh, SLC Euro steppers again. Takes Kyle Kuzma in round four. SLC, who's, yeah. Yeah. His team is bad. Who's it's a, really a bad. borderline projected top 100 fantasy player, if that. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's going to get the last in the league. Should we even acknowledge his picks? I mean, we can keep, we can keep on laughing at him, but yeah, that was bad. Okay. And someone took Jonas Valanciunas at number at, at so the second pick well, in the so, fourth round so that was the auto drafter okay okay so did, was it a hard decision to pick blake here no it was a really easy decision i, I really like this oh pick. shoot i just saw your next pick and started laughing yeah yeah don't look I just at saw that. your next pick and started laughing i think that blake griffin right here is fantastic value um let, let me let me give you this right here because i mean in a 10 team league but my general rule in fantasy leagues is that you have to take some risks uh, that you're not going to get by by just doing safe picks. And Blake Griffin, if he hits and plays the majority of the season, if the if the Pistons make the playoffs, which I think that they will, I think um, I think that that's a, a pick that could far exceed the value that you're getting in, in the yeah, fourth Yeah, I think round. this was the best pick of the draft for me. Also, I, I don't think that the Pistons are going to make the playoffs, actually, I just realized. I, I said I, I think they're going to finish in the ninth spot. Is that, what you, I, is that what you said I, in the last pod with yeah, Trev? Yeah, I, I think that they're going to be close enough at the end that they're not just going to sit Blake Griffin, is what I was trying to say. Mm. It's not like they're going to be tanking at the end and just sit up. Okay, that's good. Okay, other picks that are way too high here, because... And with the points, like I'm having a hard time reconciling, like how valuable are blocks and steals? Because if they're each worth two, but points are worth one, but you get a detriment if um, if, if you're if, inefficient, yeah, shooting, if, yeah. If, if you're inefficient. So it's not like it's not a perfect comparison to say that, like for example, two steals is the same as getting four points, right? Well, that yeah, Cause, that cause is true. It's not necessarily four points because you might have missed a couple of shots along the way. Oh, sure, yeah. So probably on average, it's like six points is equal to four steals or something. Depending on shooting percentage. Depending yeah, on yeah. shooting percentages. Yeah. Well, it's, okay. saying that they make an average of 50% and they make a couple threes. Sure. So, so Yeah, so where are you going with this? So uh, where I'm going is I don't think that steals and blocks are that valuable in your league, even if they're pushed up to two each, hmm. because it's so rare for a player to average more than a steal and a block. But that's only giving you like four extra points. Hmm. So, for okay. example, okay. a player that you would mostly draft, um, for example, you know who Matisse Thibel is? 
Yeah, yeah, I do. He played for Washington. To, yeah, he was uh, he was a draft pick that you didn't like. And well, what, what team? What team? Well, is he I was on? forced not to like him because the Celtics made a draft day trade to trade him to the Sixers. That's right, Sixers. Yeah, and yeah. in the preseason, he his steal and block rates have been historical already. Like there was some skepticism if he would be able to continue what he was doing in college because mm-hmm. he averaged three steals and two blocks in college. But in the preseason, he's been averaging two steals and one and a half blocks. How much do we care about the preseason? I'm going to be honest. I've seen probably like <laughs> two, maybe half of two. Two preseason games and that's probably good because a lot of people get swayed way too much in their fantasy drafts and they don't trust the bulk of seasons worth of games mm. they just ride the the most recent hot narrative um but what, what i'm trying to say is i think i'm looking for rebounds and points as the biggest drivers in this league and points with efficiency like we mentioned so actually valentunas is probably a pretty good pick and Trey Young might not be that good of a pick, honestly, in this league. Yeah, the guy who picked Trey Young, his team is bad. Because he, he made some bad picks. And if you get minus one for every turnover, Trey Young's probably going to lead the league in turnover. I mean, he did pick Booker. So this guy picked at the He's end got, of round three and the beginning of round four. He picked Booker kay. 30, which he really liked, but then he followed up with Trey Young. Okay, let's go to round five. Yeah, so I know you don't like my round five pick. Uh-huh. That's obvious. My round five <laughs> pick is Terry Rozier. <laughs> But here's the thing. So at this point, I was really feeling the pressure to get a guard. Yeah. And because I don't have any guards at all, like no one even close to a guard. Okay. So and why I, didn't you get Buddy Heald, who was taking two picks later? So, mm, especially in a three point bonus league. Well, sure. I, Terry Rozier, he, he's going to get volume. How much? So how much of this skepticism of the pick is, is based on your hatred of Terry Rozier? At 50% of it. Right. A solid 50% is based on or Maybe not hatred, just, on, on just a personal like frustration. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when a guy lets you down 50 times throughout the course of that 150-day span of your life, then it's it's hard not to carry some of that emotional baggage with you. So this is the Hornets player that was referenced earlier that is on the team. Oh, okay. Blake was the Pistons player. Oh, yeah, yes. He had one from each. But lots, I don't, lots of Hornets, but Pistons, I don't plan on Eastern watching, battles. Yeah, I don't plan on watching many of those games because they're just so boring. Okay. So yeah, to to add insult to injury, you passed on, on Jason Tatum. Just four step, four oh, picks later. Not a also. guard though. So remember, I, I need. I felt like I needed a guard oh. at this point. I don't know why. Maybe I should have just continued and, and picked up guards later. Yeah, but, and I would have also liked D'Angelo Russell too. I would have, I would have liked D'Angelo mm, Russell more. That's that's a player that I probably wouldn't have picked because of personal dislike. But he didn't even just. But you love the Nets. It's not like he chose to leave the Nets. Yeah. Well, I didn't like him on the Nets. Oh, you love the Dinwiddie minutes way more than the yeah. I didn't, Russell I didn't minutes. like Russell. Okay. So I was fine to see him leave, and I don't, I don't want anything to do with him anymore. Okay. All right. So let's move on. So the, here's where you had to wait for 20 minutes. Lots of players went off the board. Mitchell Robinson went in this part of the draft. Mitchell Robinson is a sleeper that I like a lot. He's been coming off the bench in the preseason, but if, if the Knicks have any idea of what they're doing, um, and they're not going to be a winning team this year, they're going to try to develop Mitchell Robinson, and I think he'll end up playing 30 minutes a game by the end of the year. So I think that'll be a good pick, because there's no reason to play uh, Todd Gibson or Bobby Portis over him. Ennis Cantor went way too early in this draft. Yeah, that was Ennis the, the auto-drafter again. And, and Ennis Cantor, um, so this is an ESPN draft, right? Right. Yeah, their pre-rankings are awful mm. compared to Yahoo. They're, they're absolutely terrible. Ennis Cantor's not going to finish in the top 100 this year in fantasy. He's probably going to play maximum 20 minutes a game for Boston. So that's a bad pick. Looking over, there's some value picks that I like coming up in round six before we get to years. Um, do, you, do you want to say what your round six pick was? Yeah, so my round six pick, pick number 60 overall, was JJJ, Jaron Jackson Jr. Love the pick. All Love right. Love the pick. 
Yeah, no, no, I like I like the pick as well. Um, so a lot of my my draft preparation was just kind of reading these random articles online, right? Like they tell you the the clickbait articles. Oh, who's the sleeper? Who's gonna who, who you know? Who's the player that no one knows about? So he was referenced a lot. Um, saw him come up and and grabbed him. So this guy that picked uh, DeAndre Jordan in round six was he an auto drafter or no? He yeah he auto drafted for a few rounds and then came in late. He had a uh-huh. work meeting. Okay. Yeah. So he might have been auto drafting at this point. His team's bad as well. Yeah, his team is stuck in in 2017 and before with because DeAndre Jordan even if he does get 10 points and 10 rebounds, so let's say that puts him at 20 points right mm-hmm. for a game and let's let's add in a steal and a block. Sure. Which would be an above right. So that's a 24 point game. He's gonna miss. He's gonna miss four free throws a game. Mm. Actually, that that might be a little mean. I mean, I'm hoping as as a as someone of a Nets fan, I'm hoping he doesn't play that much. He's probably gonna split. The, I, I'd say 28 minutes for Jared Allen, 20 minutes for DeAndre. So the 10 and 10 is a way ambitious projection on that. Right. Pro- well, probably probably more like six and six. Is he? He's not going to be any better this year than he was last year. No. No. No way, huh? No. I'm not, I'm not a big believer in people that say that players individually tank an entire season because he had a huge, massive drop-off last year in his productivity. And I don't think that players with, with contracts on the line, especially because he was in a contract year, I don't think that he was just mailing it in and saying, well, my team's not a contender. I'm not mm. going to try. I've, I've seen that a lot online. Yeah. So Okay, so we don't believe in that. I don't subscribe to that belief in yeah. general. So the pick right before me um, mm-hmm. was, was Bagley, right? Uh-huh. And that was another person that I was targeting. So I was a little disappointed to see him come off the board. Um, again, the the team right before me stole a few of my players. Yeah, and I didn't realize this, but the last 30 or so games of last season, Marvin Bagley averaged 19 and 8. And if you continue that upward trend, he he could reasonably be a, a 20 points per game scorer. He could be a double-double guy. Yeah, is he going to be the Kings leading scorer? And especially if they play him a lot at center, which I think they will, because I think they'll realize that Rashawn Holmes and Harry Giles and Dwayne Dedman, I mean, th- those are just guys, but really long-term, they need to see if he can play center. If he plays center, their team is going to suffer a lot, but he's going to rack up a ton of stats. And even at power forward, which he, he played last year, he's going to He's going to get a lot of points and rebounds. So you like the pick there. You like the Bagley pick that at that spot. I would have liked Bagley more than Jaron Jackson Jr. Actually, now that I'm looking at yeah. it. Yeah, and because that, that's Jaren, how I felt as well. Because Jaron Jackson Jr. provides more blocks and steals. But like I said, I don't think that matters that much in your scoring. Mm. Do I need to mm. go in and edit the scoring to kind of give myself a leg up here? So that would be unethical. But sure. you, you can make the case for it. <laughs> I think that would be extremely unethical <laughs> considering that everyone put pitched in 20 bucks. I mean, I yeah, mm, probably not a thing I should do. Yeah. <laughs> The guy that took Bagley did take Porzingis in the round before, and I know you really don't like that pick. Uh huh. So we're on we're on round seven. No, wait, wait. He took Porzingis in what round? In, in round, round five. Oh, I I love Porzingis in round five. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't like him up in round three. Sure. But I, I like that. Okay, let's go on to round seven. So at this point, you have only one guard on your team, Terry Rozier. Correct. Do you take a guard here? I do not. I continue and to take centers. So, so who is so attractive to you? Oh gosh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, do it, do it. I, I think we know a reaction's coming up. I picked Steven Adams. Okay, even, even I with hate what this we... pick, specifically because I see who is coming off the board right after him. Really? Even though we talked about the, the importance of rebounds and, and points in the league? Yeah, but let's not let's not blow it totally out of portion. I think I think you still need I mean rebounds are the same as assists. Steven Adams is not a high rebound guy, just so you know. I've seen if things I'm gonna, saying that he's gonna turn around his defensive rebound rate this year. No, can I share an extremely nerdy stat with you? Sure. So Steven Adams, uh they lots of people th- think that R- Russell Westbrook is a rebound stealer. 
a rebound thief. Okay, I've heard it. And a few players around the league have that reputation. But actually, when you look at Steven Adams' rebounding percentages when Russell Westbrook is on the court versus off, it didn't change at all last year. He rebounded exactly the same. Mark Gasol is a similar player to him where these guys just, they just prefer to box out. Pretty selfless guys. Steven Adams known as one of the stand-up guys in the league. Everybody raves about him. Maybe he's in a, remind me about the Thunder and Steven Adams a little bit. Maybe he's in a contract year or something. Does he want the rebounds way more this year? No, no, he's not in a contract year. Uh, He's not. I, I do think that he's more healthy than he was last year. I'll give you that, but he's not really a double, double guy. I could see him getting a few more points though. There's going to be some usage to kind of spread around the team. Okay. I would have preferred his teammate, Chris Paul, who went seven picks later for you. I really don't. Chris Paul's another player I I just really don't like. Not a player I wanted on my team. I would have liked, I would have liked Mike Conley or Kyle Lowry. Both those guys went, went after your pick too. Mm. Um, Oh, Gallinari, another OKC guy also went in this round. Ricky Rubio, I know in in the, I think he's going to hurt your efficiency there. So... I'm fine with Adams over him. But yeah, I would have picked Kyle Lowry, Mike Conley, and Chris Paul all over him easily. This is a disappointing round for me. Also, a couple of jazz guys went off the board here. The SLC Euro Steppers continues to... Yeah, he picked up Joe Ingles. Yeah, continues uh-huh. to accumulate. Lou Williams. The, the well, I, think, I think Lou Williams went way too soon here. He went 74. Yeah, he, he went way too soon. The thing about Lou Williams is you look at the Clippers, and especially when Paul George comes back, Lou Williams thrived in because he was a part of their closing lineup. And Doc Rivers has talked a little bit about him starting actually this year, but he might not be closing games as much and he's not going to be shooting nearly as much this year. He's not going to have that blend with the starting lineup. Like last year, they needed him to be such a creator and lots of that responsibility is going to be off his shoulders. All right. Round eight. The first pick of round eight was RJ Barrett. Not to you. No. Yeah. Definitely not to me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, okay. that was a t- that was another pick by Ooh. by the guy I said earlier had a really bad team. And now that I'm seeing this, I'm gonna sorry, I'm I can't put this in the in the rearview mirror quite yet. The Steven Adams pick, Demontis Sabonis was on the board and Miles Turner. Those picks would have both been exponentially better, in my opinion. Okay, time to move off the Steven Adams pick. Okay. All right, so who did you get in round eight? Round eight, pick eighty, I picked Jeremy Lamb. Okay. And what what was the uh this is how I feel about your fantasy team at this at this point. I'm wondering I'm wondering if you're okay. tanking. Here's the thing: the middle, yeah, the middle of the pick, the middle of the draft was not the best. So we're me. getting this is player number seventy nine yeah. coming off the board, right? All right. So are you just historically the big Jeremy Lamb fan? No, because I, I, I don't feel like this is that high of an upside. Pick. Here's the thing: yeah, I, I recognized right away that that it was a bad pick. I, I really didn't like it. The picking twice in a row thing was not a situation I thrived in. There okay. was a lot going on, and uh, yeah, two in a row was was tough for me. The, the ones before you, first of all, I do think Zach Levine is going criminally low in this draft. Zach Levine went fifth in I round wanted, eight. Yeah, I, I was would, I was watching him coming, and again, picking twice take, in a row I would have means, taken him in round four. Picking twice in a row means that I'm seeing these guys, I'm watching them, hoping that they come up and they don't. Uh-huh. And then I I just had no backup plan at this point. Once once Zach Levine came off, I was going to pick Lonzo. He went the pick before. Yeah, what did you say you were eating during the draft? Oh pizza yeah okay yeah Yeah, that makes sense yeah so lonzo i don't love him in this league because he doesn't score points and he's low efficiency he'll get you a few threes Mm. but and his free throw percentage yeah his free throw percentage is a big concern uh but even at this point i I think lonzo is a good pick there so scroll down a little bit so who came right after jeremy lamb so i can slay this so so right after is my next pick okay so this pick would be yeah go ahead and say who it is so my pick in round nine was robert coming to actually i'm gonna upgrade that i'm gonna upgrade that Okay. 
I've seen. Yeah, it. you salvaged it. A yeah, little yeah, bit. yeah. So I've seen. I've seen articles projecting Roko to be a uh, be a big sleeper. So I love him because he's playing power forward this year. And in addition to like, obviously he's he's really well known in a category league because he helps out in rare categories. He helps out in steals and three pointers, and he doesn't get any turnovers. But um, this year he's been playing power forward next to Carl Anthony Towns, and he's been racking up a ton of rebounds too. Did you know this? He got 19 rebounds in like 20 minutes in a preseason game. I did not know this. Like but, I said, I, I haven't watched any yeah, preseason. Do, but I feel like you can put a little bit of stock into things like that in the preseason because that's mostly mm-hmm. due to a positional change. So I love that pick. In round nine. Oh, let me go thing, back. I would I have sh- taken. I would have easily taken Aaron Gordon over Jeremy yeah, Lamb. I was about to say I that. I think the position. I was about to. Die. I think he's much more locked into the lineup. The minutes are guaranteed, and I think his per minute production is higher than Jeremy Lamb. So I don't see any rationale there. This is the thing. Okay, I'm telling you. After I picked Jeremy Lamb, I immediately regretted it. Saw Aaron <laughs> Gordon on the board and uh-huh. and wanted a redo. Okay, so some other picks in this round. DeAndre Hunter going in round nine is comical. He's going to end up outside the top 120 for me. Yeah, is he um, even? Is he going to be good this year? I mean, I guess on the Hawks he'll get minutes, maybe. Yeah, he's going to. The minutes are there, and he's looked decent in preseason. But he's, I mean, he's not going to be scoring a lot of points, and his he doesn't get a lot of rebounds or assists. So I'm not seeing where the points are coming from there. Josh Richardson would have been a really good pick, also ahead of Jeremy Lamb for you. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think once it, same with the Stephen Stephen Adams thing. We need to move past the Jeremy Lamb pick. Okay. All right. On to round ten. Also, I think that Joe Harris was a big reach in round nine. And yeah, I, I don't need to talk more about that. Round ten. Yeah. Round ten. So pick my pick in round ten. Pick number one hundred was Al Horford. Okay. So he <laughs> fell. He fell way down. Yeah. Why did Why did he fall so far? Yeah, you know how La- when last year this time he was a top thirty projected right. pick, and then he just cratered. So you know when you're drafting and you see the the projected players that are always at the top. So he was there for like thirty picks, probably. I think he was projected like sixty something. Uh-huh. And so this why is pick number one. Why didn't the auto drafting team pick him up? Uh, there must have been other players that they picked up. So they picked up Millsap in this round. So he must have been higher. Uh huh. They picked up Derek White uh-huh. before him. But yeah, no one liked Horford. Oh man, there are some of my major sleepers right before this, but I'm not going to fault you for the Horford pick. Like, right. like I said, I, I clap for it. Yeah, so I'm not going to bring up who you picked before, but yeah, Karis LeVert yeah, Karis and, and, and Shea, Shea Gilgis Alexander. Both yeah. for me, both for me, easily top 60 players. For for me, Shea is a top 50 guy. And Ingram. Ingram as well would have been nice Ingram, to have on the team. really high upside. Yeah. Yeah. The, this was a tough round. I was watching these guys go off just, I'm hoping that my, my fellow drafters weren't educated on uh-huh. these players, but. Yeah, they all came off. And again, I had 20, 20 picks in between here. So that was rough. Felt very powerless. Yeah, Brooke Lopez also went in this round in regular scoring. I would think that this is way too low. But in this scoring, I don't think he's as good because he doesn't get hardly any rebounds and he's low efficiency for a big guy. Right. But in regular leagues, he provides so many three-pointers and blocks, which is a really rare combination with high free throw percentage. But I don't think it matters that much in this league. Dennis Schroeder going this high is really bad. And Nicholas Batum going going this high. Yeah, this is another yeah, this is looks another like player. The guy, the guy this team is Nicholas not good. Batum two picks before your pick, Al Horford. Right. Okay. So when are you going to start picking guards, though? So yeah. Because, so coming into my round what, ten and eleven yeah. picks, I think I still just have one guard. No, I have two guards. So I have the Jeremy Lamb pick that you really like and the Rozier pick that you really like. Uh-huh. So I have two guards. Both both picks you liked. Um, and I need more, right? So going into round 10 and 11, I knew that, but I picked two centers consecutively. Oh my gosh. Wait, so in your, what is your lineup like? How many centers are you allowed to roster for any given night? You're going to well, have to make a trade. 
Did you, you can, did you can put the, them in utility? Yeah, but there's only two utility slots. Aren't no, there? there's three. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And I think one of my centers is also power forward eligible. And I haven't hated any of the centers that you've picked besides maybe Steven Adams I thought went too early. So you could always like if, if they're valuable players, right. you could trade them. And for Steven, positional Steven Adams, is later. A, he's a known player. So people might trade for him. Yeah. He more. kind of has a yeah. cult following a little bit right. for the, for the kind of, Aquaman. Kind of a cool guy. Yeah. Okay. So round 11, what center did you yeah, take? Yeah. So round 11. So right after Horford, I picked Bam. This is emphatic, Steven. Okay, I love this pick here. And and with these with this scoring system, I think it'll be really good for Bam. This is another player that I've seen in articles saying that he's a sleeper. Yeah, he's locked into at least 30 minutes a night and he's always been a high producer per minute. It's just he was stuck behind Hassan Whiteside. Without Whiteside, right? Yeah. And yeah, and they've been using him in a lot of different ways in preseason too. Like they love to let him grab the rebounds and go and lead the break. I think there's an opportunity for assists here. Obviously the scoring at a high efficiency because he gets, he's an above the rim guy. He's going to get a lot of dunks. He's not a bad free throw shooter. He, he might turn the ball over a little bit more, but that's what you get when you have increased usage. But with that, it'll come more points, more assists. And then he does get blocks and seals too. I love this pick in all scoring formats. Okay, let's go. Bam. Welcome to the team. And looking at the rest of the round, yeah, you killed it this round. Jonathan Isaac is Jonathan Isaac and Jeff Teague are the other guys that I would have considered right there. Um, I think Jonathan Isaac doesn't score enough though in this setting. Jeff Teague in a regular league, he is so undervalued because he's a guaranteed seven, eight assists that you can get in the ninth, tenth round. So for those of you that are drafting in regular leagues and you need assists, which are rarer than you might think, Jeff Teague is one of the most reliable sources of those. I like that a lot. What do you think about the Rui pick that happened in round 11? I don't hate it. I like it more than the PJ Tucker pick right before it by far. I could see I could see Rui averaging 14 a game this year, like 14 and 8. Okay. I know that you, I know you gave Rui a lot of hate in the draft and in the uh in the summer league you didn't like him. Yeah, well, you know what? I'm not I'm not too prideful to admit when I might have when I might have been too quick to judge because he's he's like decent. I mean, he is what he is. He's a tunnel vision scorer. He has blinders on, but in a fantasy setting, he might be okay and they, he's going to have all, every opportunity in the world in Washington this year to to produce. Okay. All right, round 12. Round 12. I see a few guys that I like here. Go go ahead with your pick. I see is another big man. Another yeah, big man. Yeah, Stop round, it, so, Steven. So there's only one more round Stop after it, this, Steven. right? There's only 13 rounds. Okay. So round 12, my pick is Larry Nance Jr. Okay, which which I do, I actually, I'm going to give it a, uh, what, what was the bad? Really? I don't like the pick. Okay, tell me more. I think he's an injury risk. I don't think he scores enough. I think Cleveland is awful. And well, we know he's, Cleveland is he's awful. Been shooting, he's been shooting perimeter shots too much. I have an insight to him. I'm, I might be judging too unfairly off of preseason because the Celtics played the Cavs twice. And he gets the defensive stats. He gets rebounds. He's a little bit in a position logjam until Kevin Love goes down because they've, they haven't loved playing him at center. But if, he, if I was guaranteed that he would have a starting position next to Kevin Love and he would be playing 30 minutes a night, I would like this. I mean, this is round 12, right? So... This is my second to last. Yeah, pick. but it's a, it's a ten team league. I see some value around here. Who else would you? So should we look ahead? Do we, or do you do you want to look at round twelve um, a little more? Yeah, yeah. Let, let's let's look ahead then. So somebody drafted Cam Reddish in this league. Okay, every time I'm looking at these horrible picks, it's a different team that's making them. Despite my criticisms of your team, I think you might be. I think you might be uh, on track. 
I think I could. Yeah. So we can do a little post trap analysis. But out of the 10 teams, I feel like my team is probably like slot maybe three or four after the draft. Is that based on what ESPN says? Because they come out with. No. Well, yeah. So I thought they would have that, but I can't locate that. But just, just kind of looking at the other teams, that's how I feel. Okay. Yeah. So round 13, this is my last pick of the draft, needing a guard. Like my team, I'm unable to roster enough players unless I pick a guard. So I had to pick a guard. Literally, do you have a small forward on your team? Now yeah, that I'm yeah, losing this Giannis. Pick? Giannis has small forward eligibility? He does, yeah. Okay. Yeah. They should probably change that, but whatever. Okay. Yeah, hopefully they don't. So I, I picked DeLon Wright, final pick okay. of the draft. All right. And how did, how did you snag him before the Utah guy? Well, so the Utah... DeLon, DeLon yeah. Wright's a good pick. I'll give it. I'll give it. Okay. Yeah. yeah, the Utah guy was actually mad at me when I picked DeLon Wright. Uh-huh. So he, oh, the listeners didn't hear this, but he picked Pirtle, I think maybe two or three rounds. No, the, the previous round, round 12. Yeah, he, he picked, picked him in Pirtle. round 12. So we're on round 13. Yeah, the, yeah, the right. final round. I, I really like this pick. Were you going to were you gonna give more reasoning behind it? Mm, just, just seeing his name pop up. I don't really know a lot about the maps. Well, let me educate you then. He's locked into the starting point guard role. Granted, that's a pseudo point guard, like point guard in name only next to Doncic, because mm. it's not like he's going to be handling the ball as much. But playing off ball, he's a guy that fills up the stat sheet in a lot of ways. And his efficiency is a little bit bad, but it's not going to be on that high a volume. It's not like he's going to be shooting more than 10 times a game. Um, and he racks up blocks and steals. He'll get assists. He'll get rebounds. He's a 6'6 point guard. I really, especially compared to some of these picks around you, and we can look at the waiver wire in a little bit. Um, I do like the Marcus Smart pick. I like the Wendell Carter pick. I don't love Thaddeus Young at all. He's not going to be playing as much this year. I don't love Danny Green. Uh so yeah, I, I like DeLon, right? Should I have picked Van Vliet instead of Nance? Well, that all depends. I think because if I need Toronto's guards, right? smart, if Toronto's smart, they'll end up slotting in Van Vliet into the starting lineup. I mean, even though he's six foot nothing, he can guard he can guard backcourt players. Like he's a, he's a tough dude. They're looking at starting Norm Powell right now. But if I were guaranteed that Van Vliet would get starter minutes, I would say Van Vliet. So he's an unknown. Yeah, DeLon Wright is pretty much locked into those minutes. Okay. I mean, there is a bit of backcourt depth in Dallas, but Rick Carlisle has spoken really highly of DeLon Wright, and he had a he had a strong preseason finale, so I like that. So that's the draft. So overall... Okay, go, go up. Yeah, give, give your overall thoughts, but let's go up and look at the waiver wire. Sure. Yeah, so overall thoughts are decent start, started strong. The Blake pick in round four, I thought, was the highlight of the draft. Mid, middle of the draft, struggled. Made some made some tough picks with the Jeremy the Jeremy Lamb Stephen Adams back to back picks. Yeah, I think are where you faltered a little bit. And then the end, I think I kind of brought it together a little bit. But hindsight is twenty twenty with these. You never know who's going to get injured. I I feel like for the most part you did avoid major injury concerns, which is good. Well, I mean, I have Blake and, on my team. Yeah, I don't know why I just said that. Yeah, I, I, for some reason he had escaped my memory on, at that sure. point. Um. So yeah, looking at the free agents, can you? arrange it by okay by ranks okay you should if your league has an ir spot does it your does, league have it an does IR not spot? does not have an ir spot okay you most basketball to, leagues don't i mean football leagues do but basketball leagues don't and that's an unfortunate thing because i can tell right now that so victor oladipo is on the free agency wire in this league yes probably whoever is monitoring that situation and who knows when it's going to be maybe it's in december sometime some beat writer will tweet out Oladipo's scene playing five on five or something. And then that's going to start the race to pick him up. So whoever sees that news first or whoever's willing to take the hit of having a player that's not doing anything on their team for the longest, I could see that him being a really valuable fantasy playoff asset. Because by the end of the year, he should be producing at like a top 20 level. So maybe I should try to trade, trade Jeremy Lamb like right before that happens. 
yes, that's going to correlate a lot to Jeremy Lamb, what Jeremy yeah. Lamb does when yeah. he comes back. So yeah, Bobby Portis is another player that I think would actually be good in your league that oh, I see really? on the waiver wire. And, and JaVale McGee, actually. JaVale before... So you just skipped over Dwight. You went straight for JaVale. Yeah. Um, in the preseason, JaVale is... He's been a top 20 fantasy player. I mean, I've seen him making new moves like faking injuries and getting dunks, so... And yeah, he's bringing some new creativity to the game. Dwight Howard is, he's like the 260th ranked fantasy player. He had, which is crazy. Really? Because on the ESPN had, draft, he was on there for a long time. Like, I think he was 78. Well, we already discussed that the ESPN rankings are bogus. Sure. Like, wh- like I'm seeing right now. For example, Zach Collins should be getting drafted. Will Barton? Uh, Will Barton's a maybe. I feel like Will Barton's basically the same as Jeremy Lamb. Honestly, he was on same my production. team last year, and he, he was really frustrating to me. So I did not want. I, I he had. Will. He did have a cold streak there. I'm glad that nobody drafted Tyler Hero in this league. Thank goodness. What do you think about Tyler De- Hero? Yeah. What do you think about Dejounte? Murray? Dejounte Murray should have for sure gotten drafted because I, I saw Derek White win in like the eighth round. Right. So why did? Okay. Yeah. Why didn't he go? So not, there must be some concern. What I'm with gathering him. here is not a very experienced league. There's no concern at all with Dejounte. He's been starting and playing well. The other night he shot like eight for ten from the field. And had like 18 points, do five I need rebounds, to, five do assists. Do I need to pick him up right now? Well, who would you drop? Because I did like your later picks. Right. You could you could always do a consolidation trade, try to package a couple of guys. Honestly, you should try to package Steven Adams and Jeremy Lamb. Uh-huh. And try to get, try to get one player. Decent player. And then, well, those, those, trades are, those, those trades are hard because you have to coordinate with someone else for their waiver pick. Mm-hmm. The, the two-to-one trades are hard to pull off. Okay, go, go back up though. So I like, in conclusion, on your waiver wire, I like JaVale... Because think of this, if JaVale, let's say he plays 25 minutes a night, he's going to get 10 points, 7 rebounds, 2 blocks on like 70% for field. Right. That's pretty decent in can your JaVale, scoring, is Can it JaVale not? shoot free throws? I, yeah, I don't, I don't yeah he's not yeah. bad. Okay. He's not bad. What about Colley Stein? Colley Stein is the top rated waiver Colley wire. Colley Stein is a big injury concern right now. The, there's not a strong indication of when he's going to come back. When he does come back, I would scoop him up though. So all these players, again, are like almost all the players you mentioned are centers other than Murray. Yeah, so the rest and of your league didn't clue into what the strategy was. So let's go go down further. Okay. Maybe Winslow? Um, Darius Garland is an interesting name. Winslow's a really interesting name. I like Winslow a lot. I think he's a top 100 guy. I think... Funny that Miracic is listed. Just, yeah. Just in case. Yeah, he could get points in Europe. Nobody else on here is standing out at all. Darren Collison is also on this list. What is ESPN doing? So bad, ESPN. Kobe White had 29 points I did, last yeah. night in preseason. Yeah, I think I saw that on House of Highlights. Yeah, in a 10-team league, this is why I don't love 10-team leagues, because there's it's fun to get the bottom of the barrel, guys, and then you kind of feel hipster because you're cheering for this random guy that comes off the bench, but you, and, yeah, you, and can't you really, really do soak that up those minutes. But right. Like if there were more... It's just not as fun. What about uh, Alexander Walker? Uh, he's not going to get enough minutes. Just too far down in the yeah, team. No. Yeah, it's way too kind of a, a cool, lo- kind of a cool player though. I think I like him. Yeah, I wish the Celtics would have drafted him over Romeo. Oh, really? Truth comes out. Yeah, I didn't wish it at the time. Okay, but he's he's shown a lot more than he did at Virginia Tech. Okay, can we go down any further? Oh, yeah. page page two. What about uh-huh. Len? Len's Len's on here. Well, I think Len is a really really strong pick actually, and that's the thing is fantasy production always doesn't correlate with. <laughs> how non-goofy or awkward or what it's like if you're on the court and the ball falls to you and you it counts as a rebound no matter if you sky up and grab it or not and Len was a really productive fantasy player last year so and now that yeah because of his son's background Len is an annoying player to me I yeah that that was a bad 
that was a bad pick for the Suns. Okay, so should we look forward? Let's look forward now from your amateur league to our league coming up, which is going to be standard categories, standard scoring. So it's a lot easier for me to calibrate in my mind how valuable each player is. Do you have, and this, it's going to be category scoring. So all of the regular one, points, rebounds, right. assists, blocks, deals, turnovers, field goal percentage, free throw percentage, three-pointers made. I think I'm forgetting one there, but, but you yeah, get the yeah, idea. Yeah, we know. And it's going to be a 14-team league. 14 is so many. I think it's the sweet spot. I'm so excited about it. Traditionally, I've done 12 team leagues. I'm really excited about the 14. The team auction league. draft is going to take like four hours. No, it's actually, we're going to do a snake draft. Oh, we changed yeah, it? Yeah, lots of people requested just a snake draft. Uh, I mean, that's a little disappointing. I, I like that, the auction quite a bit. But that is, that it is. It takes so long. Um, but with that said, what is your strategy going into the draft? Do you have a strategy? My strategy is based off of a lot of the feedback I've gotten in this pod to calibrate accordingly. Okay. And. Are you going to try to pick players that you have already picked? A lot of times that ends up happening when you're in multiple leagues because you end up valuing the same type right. of guy. Um, it would so make that it easier You can concentrate your, yeah. your, your rooting interests more right, so that you're not right. conflicted. Yeah, so for example, if uh, if Giannis scored in, in two, if I had him in both leagues and he scored, then I'd be doubly excited. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Whereas if someone else drafts Giannis, and this is just going to depend on draft order because right. it's not going to be an auction draft. Like You might not have a shot at drafting Giannis, obviously. Right. So... If you have Giannis in one league, but you're going against him in another league. Right. So what if what I have Giannis do? and Marcus Smart and Marcus Smart steals the ball from Giannis? I'm way yeah. conflicted. And yeah, so that that's going to be part of your strategy. Are you, do you just try to play it safe across the board, like a rotisserie style where you don't tank any category? Oh, right. The tanking strategy. Uh-huh. Mm, I need to think about this. I know this is something you've you've tried to do in the past. I've tried to do it a lot with varying degrees of success. Probably the easiest way of tanking a category, or they call it punting. So with punting, you just take the L right from the start of the week. You say, I already know I'm not going to win points. I already know I'm not going to win turnovers. I already know I'm not going to win field goal percentage. And that allows you to really bolster up the other categories. And... So I have this, I have some thoughts about some basic punt strategies for different categories. Are you interested in hearing those thoughts? Going yeah, in? but it, it seems tricky because then aren't you, you're targeting specific players, but you're probably going to overvalue those players. So mm, it seems like a risky strategy. It's yeah, it's a fine balance. And for example, if you're like punting free throw percentage and you take Giannis in the first round and then later you get players like Lonzo Ball and then you don't get Andre Drummond, your whole strategy goes it goes down the toilet because Andre Drummond's probably the punt free throws guy. Like historically you had other guys like Whiteside, um, DeAndre Jordan, obviously. Mm-hmm. So, you, so you could take guys like Capella. And so your things. punting strategy has to evolve as the draft goes on. Yeah, it does. And if other players kind of butt their way in and take the players that you, it, it limits your pool of who fits within your scheme and who you're targeting. And there's only so many players who you could actually target, right? Because you could say I'm punting threes, but nowadays everyone shoots threes. Well, I mean, not everyone, but a lot of mm-hmm. players do that wouldn't traditionally. Yeah. So for example, punt free throws. I talked about that. You could have like LeBron, Giannis, guys like Montrez Harrell, obviously um, Ben Simmons. He shoots a little bit better than from free throw than he does from other areas that are further than two feet away from the basket. Uh, Clint Capella, Mitchell Robinson, Rudy Gobert's not the best free throw shooter. So there, there's there's quite a few guys. Most of them are big, big guys, obviously. Is there like a burn sound on your little thing for what you just said about Simmons? Yeah. Uh, let, let me... Ben Simmons free throws. All right. Other packages include punt field goal percentage. So a lot of it you base off of who your top guy is that you draft. 
So for example, if you're picking out the latter half of the first round and you end up with, for example, like Damian Lillard or or Russell Westbrook, Damian Lillard pretty much tops out at like 44% field goals. So you might consider a punt field goal percentage. Russell Westbrook is another guy for that. Russell Westbrook is a punt every efficiency ever guy. So some other guys you could get for punt field goals like Colin Sexton, Terry Rozier, um, your guy, he's going to get a lot of volume, but who, he couldn't even shoot 40% from the field in a limited role. You could get Miles Turner because he's lower field goals for center. You could get Joel Embiid. Um, so yeah, that's, that's punt field goals. This is one that I have been intrigued by, punt assists. Punt assists because a lot of the big assist guys, I just don't like them as much as players. And we, so we this refer is, to this. This is just a personal preference. A personal preference, and just looking, yeah, looking at the draft this year. So you I, just hate point guards? No, no, I don't hate point guards. You just said you don't like players that that assist. <laughs> I said I don't like some of the guys that are really high assist guys, like Russell. Now that now that I'm saying that, I'm going to go back on it because I wouldn't mind having a, a reason to uh, tune into Hawks games, for example, like to watch Trey Young. And I like watching the Rockets. I don't like Westbrook as a player, but Harden's another another good assist guy. Although it went down a lot last year. So you could take, if you're punting assists, that would be like if you took Anthony Davis first round. Even though he actually did average a career high last year and his playmaking has gone up, but LeBron and Rondo are going to be handling most of the time there. So you could get guys like LaMarcus Aldridge, some, some point guards that aren't going to average a lot of assists, like Kemba Walker. Especially in Boston's egalitarian offense, he's not going to get that much. Then you, you can get guys like um, like Buddy Heald, who for a backcourt player, he doesn't get hardly any. Okay. Some thoughts. Some thoughts. Um, there's not really any other categories you would punt, right? Because people, you can't punt, no, for example, rebounds, right? Because sure everyone everyone just kind of gets rebounds. Sure you can. You can get centers like Steven Adams, Mark Gasol. You can get smaller backcourt types of players. Like you could get Kemba Walker. You could get hmm. Gary Harris. I realize that's not a name until a later round, but he's another guy that I like a lot in fantasy this year to have a bounce back year. And so, for example, let's look at punting three-pointers. That's if you got, obviously, Andre Drummond, um, Nikola Jokic. In the middle rounds, you can get guys um, You can get guys like Ja Morant, Ricky Rubio, Justice Winslow is a really good guy for punting three-pointers because that's where his weakness is. I've seen Jokic shoot threes. They go in sometimes. Yeah, but he's he's not getting a ton. That's not what you're getting for. Right. And then in later rounds, you can get... This is a rookie we haven't talked a lot about, but Brandon Clark for the Grizzlies. Oh, Should, right. Yeah. I think he came up in your last pod. We could have talked more about sleepers. Yeah. Yeah, all the, all the NBA nerds and draft nerds last year loved him. And he's looked really good in preseason. There was a game when Valanciunas was out and he started and he got 16 and 12 with a couple of assists. So he's just kind of good at everything except shooting. Right, right. For um, other guys for three-pointers, oh, it's like Kavon Looney could be another guy that you could get, which we didn't really talk about much. But there's... Another center. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's other things that you can punt. Anyway... I will not reveal to you right now who my punting, what were, what my strategy is going to be. But if you piece together the first few rounds of my draft, you might be able to tell. And honestly, I don't know what it is right now because I have to wait and see what slot I'm in. Yeah. Do you know the order? No, it doesn't publish it until an hour before. Oh, yes, it does. It does? You're the, league, ma- you're the league manager, right? Yeah. Yeah. You can go and look at it. Oh, should I look at it right now? Yeah. Okay, I'll look at it right now. And are there any other sleepers that we didn't get a chance to talk about, really? None that I know of. I think everyone kind of got mentioned yeah. at least a little bit. For me, we didn't talk much about Miles Bridges. He's a player that's much better in fantasy than in real life. Um, some other guys that we didn't talk Remind much about. Remind me which bridges that is. It's the Suns <laughs> bridges or the Hornets bridges? That's the Hornets bridges. Yeah, the Suns have the bad bridges. Yeah. Um, Karis is one of my big sleepers. Josh Richardson. I uh, love Shea. 
love Shea. I'm probably going to be drafting him, to be honest. Just first pick, I, I, I foresee very low probability that I don't draft Shea. So, Unless some other participants in the draft just try to spite me and yeah, snag so him now, just because so I now I have to draft Shea, right? Yeah, I always wonder about, because all these fantasy guys on ESPN, um, like Matthew Berry for fantasy football, he might be the most famous pundit. He gives all of his insights for weeks and months going up to the draft and everybody that he is in leagues with, because he's in like 10 leagues every year, everyone that he is in leagues with hears all of this analysis. And how do you not use that to adjust like what your own, like you can't help but steal some of his Do you follow his leagues and see who's on his team? No, but I listen to his podcast sometimes, sometimes. Right. And he references that. He says, oh, I was really high on on Tyreek Hill last year was one guy he was really high on. But he said, I'd hardly picked him up in any of my leagues because I was so high on him and then people clued into it. Or this year he was really high on Nick Chubb, the running back. I don't know. Those are so if he was smart, team. he would get fake analysis. Yeah. Um, Kyle Lowry is going way too low in drafts. I don't... Like last year he was top 30 production. He was on and my team last year and I hated I hated the fact that he was on my team. Well, then you didn't look at what the advanced statistics of your league work was because he ended up really well. Yeah, but he was he was bad on my team. I think I took him in like the first or second round. Oh, you took him too early. But yeah. now he's going like fifth round and there's no reason for that. Miles Turner is another guy because Sabonis isn't playing center as much anymore. Drew Holiday gets underdrafted. I think I think Kyrie gets underdrafted, honestly. Some guys that I think get way overdrafted. Can I share those with you? Yeah, I want to hear yeah, that. As I'm just looking through my league, Russell Westbrook gets way, way overdrafted. Some He's going in top 10s. Right, he went 11. Still he went 11 in the work league. Yeah, Zion's going to get overdrafted now. Well, and, now that he's injured, maybe not, right? Yeah, but like in hindsight, looking back, it's going to... Okay. And they said that they're not majorly concerned, but they're going to be so cautious with him. Right, I mean, how far do you think he falls because of this news that came out today? I think he'll still go in the 30s. He was going in the 20s. Yeah, he went 23 I, in the I think, I think he'll still go in the 30s. Um, I have some... I think Siakam's getting drafted way too high. And that goes against what I said on the last pod, too. Siakam, I, was, I just a, think so was, Siakam was on my team last year. Mm-hmm. And he was actually a waiver wire acquisition. wasn't drafted in the in the league. Uh-huh. Yeah. And wait, remind me, how did that team do? That team went... Uh, it, it was a playoff appearance. I think flamed out. Ended up going probably third or fourth overall. Okay. So the team did okay. All right, some other guys that I think get overdrafted. Rogier for me in standard leagues. Um, underdrafted, I I do like the Van Vliet. I think Van Vliet um, goes underdrafted. We talked about DeLon Wright. I think uh, Gary Harris is another guy. I briefly mentioned him, but a couple of seasons ago, he was a top 40 player, and I was getting drafted like 100 just because he got injured last year, but supposedly he's back to full health. Um, remind I, me, uh, remember what team Gary Harris plays for? The Nugs. Oh, that's that's right. Yeah, that's right. Nuggets. I knew he was a Michigan State guy, but and uh, Justice Winslow, another guy that I like. I like the other Bridges, Mikhail Bridges, even though his shooting form has looked off in the preseason. R.J. Barrett, I'm not touching with the 10 foot pole in any efficiency league. <laughs> I think Sadaransky is a really good pick. Do you know who Sadaransky is? Can you yeah, tell me yeah. his first name? Just uh, all right, quick quiz. Can I spell his first name? Yeah, it's Tomas. Okay. A quick challenge because I'm intrigued by this because you didn't know who Gary Harris played for. I think hey, it was just a it's just a mental lapse. I think Dinwiddie gets really underdrafted too. I know which team Dinwiddie oh. plays for. Okay. I'm gonna give you a name and you tell me who he plays for. This will be fun, right? Yeah. Okay. Let's go Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown. That means no. He plays for the Pistons. He's a starter. I thought He's Bruce starter. Brown was the coach of the Sixers. <laughs> Oh my 
you're a, uh i've never heard of bruce brown yeah he's a younger player it's like his i third mean like year. i said i have i ever watched a pistons game i'm not sure well you're gonna watch a lot this year to watch your boy blake right okay here's some other names josh akoji oh yeah i know this one timberwolves timberwolves all right all right let's see how much you've watched preseason this year you already know that I haven't. Well, this is his, um, Markel Fultz. He was you traded. Know this. He plays you for the Magic. For sure he plays this. for the Magic now. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Good. Um, let's go, Mo Wagner. Mo Wagner. He no longer plays for the Lakers. He no longer does. That is correct. Yeah. So he. That means he must play for the. I think Mo Wagner's good. By the way, he's he's on the Pelicans. No, he's not on the Pelicans. No, no, I don't. I don't know what team he's on. He's on the Wizards. I had to think about it for a second. Oh, how did he wind up there? They had a trade last year. I'm trying to think. It was like a salary dump when they were trying to clear space. Oh, for the that's right. Anthony yeah, Davis all, the, all the drama there. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, yeah, he could have helped out their team. Anyway, that's he, that's a yeah. Point. He's kind of he's kind of good, right? A little bit. Yeah, he he's got some untapped potential. He's a horrible yeah. defensive player. He's not really good in fantasy. He doesn't get any steals or blocks. Okay, other players: Daniel House, Rockets. Good. Yeah, you show that. Uh, Jordan Bell, no longer no, plays. No for the longer Warriors. plays for the Wizards. Or no, the Warriors. No longer <laughs> yeah, plays for the yeah. Warriors. No longer plays for the Warriors. I have no idea. All right, th- this is riveting stuff right now. He plays for the Timberwolves. Was that a trade as well? Uh, no, that was free agency signing. Mm-hmm. What about Maurice Harkless? Maurice Harkless is one of those players that just the name kind of gets thrown. He gets blended into like four or five players. Like I'm not sure if he's a different player than Alfred Camino or not. They're like the same player for me. Yeah. I, I get the vibes for you, I, which reminds me, I'm going to ask you about another one here in a second. So, so you are backing out of that. You I mean, he's subject. He's played for the wizards before. Is that You're right? Gonna, okay. I'll give you a hint. You're going to know who he plays for by the end of the year. So it's, he, it's a problem. So he's team. on a, yeah. So maybe, maybe the, Mm, yeah, I'm not sure. Is he's not on like the Lakers, is he? Close. Clippers. He's on the Clippers. And he's actually going to be starting at the beginning of the year for Paul George. Oh, okay. He's an interesting waiver wire pickup especially in our 14 team league because the Clippers play on opening night and oftentimes your last pick is just a waiver wire stream pick anyway because you're shuffling people in and out the whole way anyway. Yeah, yeah. So I, he could like provide he could provide decent value for that first week. Okay, Alfred Camino, and then I'm going to ask you one more. Alfred Camino, he's no longer on the Blazers. Right? Right. Yeah. They they no longer have either yeah. of their starting wing yeah. players. So um yeah, give me a hint. How did he how did he leave the team? Free agency. Free agency. That doesn't help me. Um the hint that I could give you, he got signed by a team that ne- maybe necessarily doesn't need his services. At least a surface level analysis would lead you to believe he's a little redundant. Is he I don't on, know if that's a, a he's not on like the heat, is uh, he? Uh that's really close. Disney. So the magic. The magic. Hmm. He's on the magic. Yeah, Disney was a really good hint. And all right, okay, the last player that I'm going to ask you about is Tremont Waters. Oh, he's a Celtics player. Not only is he a Celtics player, but I am going on the record right now as saying that Tremont Waters, in one, in one point, at one point in his NBA career, will be... Are you ready for this? Tremont Waters will be a top 20 NBA point guard at some point in his career. So just a point what, like in the league that year, he's a top 20 league, point guard. I thought about just saying that he's going to be a starter, but I'm taking it a level further. Mm, I don't buy I, No, I don't think so. Is, what do you know about Tremont Waters? Mm, and t- To be honest, I just know he's short. He's short. Am I concerned about his defense? Are you concerned about his yes. defense? No, sounds like you're not. No, I concerned. am not concerned about his defense. Right. 
He has. He would be a gunslinger in the wild, wild west. He has the quickest hands. Yeah. How how tall he is he though? So I saw a thing on, on Twitter. T- I saw a thing on Twitter today that said they recalculated how they measured players. So he was like five yeah. nine coming into the draft, right? Is he shorter now? Is he five eight? He's not five nine. He's five ten. So he's now, so now he's five nine. I could I could look at it. Well, is that without shoes then? Yeah, it's without shoes. Um. Okay, that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter because he's tough. He has just as long of a wingspan as a guy like Fred Van Vliet. He'll get stronger. He competes his tail off defensively. And like I said, the gunslinger hand. Guys are scared to dribble around him. He he was stealing cookies from every player. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm really into the measurables. He it picks, seems like the measurables are the number Garland. one. He picks Sexton. Like let's, like, let's say you're trying to build a, a statistical model around what type of NBA player would be good. Man, the measurables are going to be right up there. Okay. One of your most, most important regressors. All right. Um, so just a reminder, thanks for sticking with us so long. Just a reminder, the podcast is in fact sponsored by Pickup, the classic game to 21. So become a part of the revolution. Order your copy now with promo code the Dwight for a $27.99 investment that will impact you and future generations. Um, carrying on the legacy of, of being a baller on the street. Just, yeah, just do it. I, I don't see a reason not to, especially with the promo code. Any other last thoughts? So yeah, so if someone's interested in pickup, how do they how do they get their copy? How do they play? It'll be available on Amazon soon, so stay tuned for that. Oh, Amazon. Other than that, it's just kind of on the black market right now. You have to have connections. You, I, if you inquire, I can maybe point you in the right direction. Right. But it's not mainstream yet, so you're you're one of you're on the initial wave. I mean, I've, I've right played now. before. I've had a really good time playing. That's what I'm talking about. That's a, me as well. All right, Stephen. Until next time, hopefully we'll have repeat appearances on the Tayshawn's Most podcast. Right. Yeah. I, so this is my first pod. I think I got some <laughs> some plus moments and some minus moments. <laughs> but but overall, it was a good time. Thanks, Dan. Yeah. I appreciate you providing me with a, um, a, a starting point. Your draft was amusing, to say the least. I'm If I was in your league, I would feel very confident in my ability to pull out a victory. Uh, how confident do you feel that you're going to win? Depends on if I'm able to make some trades. Like, okay. are, are the other players open to trading or not? Okay. It's a work league. So even though there's the $20, people are, you know, so, so committed. Yeah. 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 Nothing like a fantasy league to really bring together, to provide the workplace unity. Right. To make Th- the nine to five a little, that's the idea. a little less dull drummy. All right. So we are signing off now and make sure to leave that five-star review. Make sure to subscribe and share and we'll talk to you later. <laughs>